Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, According to us. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sort of Brilliant. We're still here. If you were, like, missing us, hello. I mean, don't miss (laughs) us too much. I don't know. You said we're still here. And I was like, ah. Because I can't, I sometimes can't believe that this, like, I think we both have commitment issues. So <laughs> I can't yeah. believe this yeah, is but going you know on. What? We what? both also have like extreme loyalty mm. to like what we've committed Forcing to. Forcing people to hear our thoughts. Yeah, but I think we just, you know, we like it, Lauren, is the we thing. Do. If we didn't like it, we wouldn't be doing it. That's true. So, I mean, you're not going to get me to do some one. No one else likes it. We don't have any listeners. I don't know. I was talking to my bud, Catherine. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've talked about Catherine on the pod before. She's a friend of the pod. She's more like my sister. She's a I'm always like, it's my, my, my childhood bestie, best friend. Like, she's, she's basically like my sister. We were from birth. But she frequently listens. And she's recommended it to people. There are people in Arizona that listen. Wow. Today we're talking about... Um, you know what? I keep wanting to just say Wakanda forever. Like even in my test, I was like, today we're doing Wakanda forever because it's so stuck in my head. But we are talking about the Black Panther series and um, T'Challa's various like the various movies that he appears in and everything. Um, He's in four. Yeah. Although not very so, much in two of in three of them. No, they're they're all pretty telling of his character, though. So I'm interested no, in well, talking about I him. I mean, you know? yes, but he like bar- that's the thing. That's the cool thing i guess about t'challa he really only has one movie yeah and it's like it's it's like my husband's favorite marvel movie and for me it's definitely I top love three as Black well Panther. it's visually stunning the writing's amazing the score is amazing the acting's out of this world like i i don't know how they did something that wonderful um because because ryan cogler is it Kugler or cogler i don't know how to pronounce his last name but he's pretty fucking amazing just really really genuinely good one that i don't mind rewatching. like because some some marvel movies i'm like oh, I don't really, i'd rather skip this one in the big rewatch because you know we all be rewatching marvel from time to time um i'm excited to get to that one and mm-hmm. now so obviously spoilers for wakanda forever um I oh, yeah go see that movie thing. yeah i don't know if this is going to be one i look forward to on my rewatch just because it was so deeply uh emotional and it like i saw it last night and i came home at, like my eyes were swollen from crying so much in the theater and i just passed out well guys we're back we <laughs> put a bunch of stuff out because the boiler man came <laughs> to my home <laughs> so that i have heat this winter um but we're back and i'm ready to get emo so that being said um this movie deeply upset me i think it deeply upset a lot of people I think pretty much you go into it obviously expecting to be sad and obviously, you know, I just... Yeah, contrary to what we said earlier about not caring about any actual actors and only about their characters, I do care about Chadwick Boseman. 
When he died, I cried. I'm, so I will say that I care about uh, your well-being. Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, I don't want your health to decline. No, and I don't I, want anything. But, I wasn't you know. accusing you of like wishing dead upon actors. I'm I just know, saying, I just like, say I connected might, to him yeah. as a person. Like, I was, I was yeah. extremely sad when he passed. Beautiful soul, mm-hmm. um, extreme talent, and it was a heavy, um, a heavy absence. But it was deliberate. And I really liked that they didn't try to overwrite that. I really liked they didn't try to in any way, shape, or form, put a Band-Aid on the loss. They just straight up said, this is what it's like when somebody dies. We're going to highlight that. And we're going to highlight how monumental this loss and this pain is. And you're going to sit in that grief. And um, something uh, Lauren had said to me, she saw at first, was that they don't... It's a discussion of grief, and then they don't give you a way out of it. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that. And it just, it just like dawned on me afterwards that it was just like, okay, well, that is what actual grief is. That is what actual loss is. Like a genuine, true grief and loss. There's no get, there is no getting over it. There's only going through it. Nope. And I think that was a really beautifully done, um, beautifully done story. I, I think they did it. They surpassed my expectations of what I thought they could have done with it. It was really beautiful. And I mean, if we get into plot points and talk about it, I already warned Lauren, I will cry. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> so. I talked about too. It's like, it's like a love letter to women. Like this entire, like Wakanda forever was entirely about women um, mm-hmm. and how women react to grief in different ways and how that is affected by societal and cultural pressures and expectations specific to women. So yeah, it is. I mean, that's it's heavy like, on the, yeah, that, the female perspective. Yeah, that I mean that affected me too. Just the expectations behind we have behind how women should react in the face of death. Yeah, you have it from uh, mother's perspective, the spouse's perspective, the sister's perspective, the soldier's perspective. Like every, it's it's just rough. Um, and if you are, if you are that role in any capacity, like as you're watching it, it's really hard to not feel it. Like, I think the heaviest part was like, I have an older brother and I, the Sherry's whole character arc, the whole thing, I, it just kept getting me thinking about the loss of that um, and what that would be like and how horrible and gut wrenching that would be and how there is no fixing that. There's no, you just have to live with the loss and the weight of it. And then you dictate how, um, how you want to live the rest of your life with that loss because there's no getting rid of it. And it was really interesting. And I liked that it was the female perspective. I really, Mm -hmm. there's not enough of that. I think they tried to do that with WandaVision on a smaller scale, you know, Uh, like an obviously smaller scale. Um, Just talking about female grief. And I think Elizabeth Olsen does a good, great job of showing female rage in uh, Doctor Strange. In Doctor Strange's like, multiverse of madness, hugely, yeah. Um, and it's so I saw someone say that this is like Marvel's grief arc, and now it's finally over, or something like that. And I don't really keep up on those types of well, yeah. Well, you have know, those categories. There has to be grief after that snap, like there should there should be, yeah. yeah. So I and I guess now they're moving into a new phase of Marvel, whatever. And it was just we are we so are moving into phase five. This was the end of phase four okay, officially. That's 
that's what I'm talking about. I don't keep up with the names. Numbers <laughs> the names and the things and the... Yeah, I don't know what any of that really means, but <laughs> it was a very clear grief phase. And uh, yeah, like, wow, how beautifully done was that movie? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this, go. Because <laughs> we're going to be talking about it a lot. And um, we're going to be sorting quite a few characters today. I, I had said to Lauren, I was like, when we did New Girl, we sorted like six characters and we didn't stop. True. We didn't shut up. So, uh, like, why not? We just let's rapid fire sort because they're all so <laughs> I there's not there's probably not one character I really don't like. I, I know I don't want to talk about Killmonger um, <laughs> because but why the is way that, he Rachel? acts is real familiar. <laughs> talk about it or examine he's it a, he's so. a hero as me a little of another one that we have that i can't say because we haven't done him yet but we're going to next year yes you know what though he <laughs> it's different it is slightly but the same it's a little different um you know what my fucking problem is that i love t'challa so much yeah that i do not like mm. and i at first didn't really like mbaku either like funny, haha, but I do, like don't touch him because I really like revered yeah, this, this character. It's T'Challa is so you you really you're like this man's right. He's the, he's, he's a king, he he's like, an actual no, king. Yeah, but he like embodies the like you know people are joking when they do that meme on Twitter when they're like this character's never done anything wrong in their life. Like T'Challa is like genuinely like yeah. man's never done anything wrong in his life. Why are you harassing him? <laughs> Yeah, like, wow. Like, why don't, fuck the fuck off. He's the best king for the job. And I mean, he proves himself to be. Mm-hmm. Well, we should just start off with T'Challa. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's his, yeah, his, his namesake. It's his franchise, yeah. maybe. So, we, I don't, again, like, not the Marvel person here. Lauren can definitely correct me, I'm sure. Um, I don't know the names of each movie he's in. I know he's in Infinity War. Yes, he gets snapped. Is he in Winter Soldier? He's in Winter Soldier, isn't he? Um, yes, that's the first time he shows up. That's when yes, his dad. Okay. Is, oh my god! I got that's it. That's when his dad is okay. assassinated, and he tries to kill Bucky, and Steve's like, "Not right, Bucky, so- my lover." And you're like, "This man seems yeah. like he's correct." <laughs> oh, he's yeah, in Civil I War, know. or he's in Civil War too. That's the one I was thinking. I yeah, said Infinity not, War. Why yeah. would you make two movies with war? Anyway, we're not no, here to talk I'm sorry. About this. I'm sorry. I miss. He's not in Winter Soldier. He's in Civil War. Is it Civil War? Yeah, Civil War. That's his first one. He okay. is Infinity War. He is also in Infinity War. That's yeah. where he gets snapped in front of Oak. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, ouch. Um, <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Yeah. So what I remember of T'Challa, like what I remember from watching those movies was how moved I was. And Lauren and I talked about this earlier today. How moved you are as a viewer by his unwavering silence and like his, the way that he's he, very calm. It's, it's a extremely quiet, calm. Calm. Yes. But underneath it Strong, is the simmering like steel. Everything. We just he's sound like we're both There's... super attracted to him and I'm not I'm just like he uh, <laughs> No, I feel just am. incredible. <laughs> I fully am extremely attractive. Uh whoa, like just very sounds beautiful. Like we're man. just being like, this is the reason that you should be in love with him. Wait till I get to Mbaku. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> You're lucky I'm not talking about him more today. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, he's probably yeah, so going to have his own this... movie, so we'll leave him. Yeah, we'll wait. Did he, we even say we were sorry? Sorry. Oh, well, Rachel said we were like rapid firing. We're doing, I think, yeah, we'll T'Challa, Shuri, Okoye, Nakia, Mbaku, Mbaku, and Queen yeah. Rwanda. Yeah, Lauren maybe? really wants to talk about Mama, Mama yeah. Queen. So we Is will. it Rwanda or um, Ramanda? It's Ramanda, right? It's, 
Yeah. They said her name the first time in Wakanda Forever. Otherwise, I they think were just, so. Yeah, I mean, they were just we calling put the team on mother. it. We could put the team Ooh, on team. it. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted our. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what I was saying. To get to the point <laughs> of what we're here to talk about, what houses they are, right? I mean, that's like the whole point of this podcast. Ramanda, so, yeah. We were discussing it, and I think Lauren should know by now. If I go to her and I say, what house do you think this person is? Um, Like, I've learned to just sort of either scream my own thoughts at her to the point where she gets angry at me (laughs) about it because she doesn't want to hear it. Or, like, let her come to me with it when she's ready to just be like, so this is what I think this person is. If I go to you and I say, what do you think this person is? This has happened about three or four times now. Mm Mm-hmm. It's likely that it's because I think that person is a Ravenclaw and I'm weirdly attached to it uh-huh. and I don't want you to dismantle You've it. You've definitely done that at times when it's not a Ravenclaw, but okay. Um, I've just remember, it's notable to me the times that it was a Ravenclaw because it was because Dr. You're Strange so and Jack scared. Sparrow. Because you're so scared. Of- I really <laughs> didn't want to fight about it. Like, because I, I was like, I'm not going to be like moved. I really don't think I am. And I don't, like, I don't But want- you're also like, but I have no reasons to give you. <laughs> Justice. And that's the other thing is that especially with T'Challa too now, like there is such a Ravenclaw vibe to this man, to this character. So there's something so specifically crazily Ravenclaw about him. And it, because he's so quiet, he's such a quiet presence that is somehow also so fucking loud. It screams Ravenclaw to me. Mm-hmm. And I was glad that we talked about it a little bit beforehand because I was able to actually think about it a little bit more than just sit oh, with good. it in my head. I mean, you could have um, thought about it before I told you what I thought, because then you could have had things to no. say. Oh, okay. No, no. All right. I, I have to. No, no. I, I like to talk things through, and then the thoughts come to me as I'm thinking them. Ah, brainstorm yeah, session. Talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> Do my greatest thinking in a brainstorm session. Um, but yeah, very much a Ravenclaw, like especially now that I've I've kind of sat with it. So I think what's cool is that there are often. There's like we talk about how Lauren and I have just created like the skills that none of you know what we're talking about. Um, One and day how we'll they put them out into, there along with the beautiful graphics that Rachel has made. They're really nice. She stopped uh, I made a couple more actually. <gasps> I'm going to keep going. Don't worry. So uh, Ravenclaw touches Slytherin and Gryffindor. And I think it's interesting because as I was thinking about T'Challa's character, I think he has a lot in common with Gryffindor's in how he, especially with his father, his father passing, uh, he's very like, shoot first ask questions later he's very like i'm gonna fucking kill this guy i don't want to hear it there is nothing that can change my resolve i'm going to fucking do it uh, it's what's right it's what's morally right and there's something like super gryffindor about that but when he he's kinda, met with he the goes reality into it, he goes into it like an eye for an eye mm-hmm. and then he so yeah like what happens is he well i mean he's I mean, Killmonger calls him noble, and I guess I would mm. I would ascribe that word to him somewhat, but it's almost like a like it's a weird nobility because I still think he mostly listens to himself, which to me is very Ravenclaw to me. Yeah, he um he yeah. like he he was like an eye for an eye. I'm gonna kill this man, and then he sees um like what it does because this is during Civil War, so he sees like how this like all these other stupid plebs and how like this is tearing them apart or whatever. Um, and he sees what this man was doing to them. I think it's described no, as was- like, it's it. Lauren, the movie doesn't matter. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, I think that matter. was winter soldier, but he's also in civil war. Isn't he? 
I thought so when I said it, but I'm not sure anymore. Now I'm confused. These Marvel movies are all the same. There's um, too many. <laughs> but what anyway, the thing, the thing no, of it is he, that the he, vengeance consumes right. no, no, no. and he and doesn't also, want that. Well, and also he goes up there to, he's already decided that he's not going to kill this man, but it's uh, it's Zemo. Um, Zemo, but um, he goes up there mm-hmm. to kill him and the guy's ready because he's done what he wanted to do and he wants to be killed at that point and T'Challa's like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> like, you have to sit with what you did um, and that's a way worse punishment for you. But he's also, he says some shit about like stopping the cycle. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. be, like, I'm not gonna continue this like murder's rampage. Like, that doesn't help anybody. So he basically tells him, which I actually love this because this was carried through I mean, probably intentionally, but, you know, like this, the storyline happened because Chadwick died, which is extremely unfortunate. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. But this was carried through that T'Challa was like, I have to sit in my grief for my father and learn how to deal with that without murdering you, which is like carried through through Wakanda forever. But um, but yeah, no, that was extremely Ravenclaw. Like he figured that himself. (laughs) He didn't he didn't go through any like. um walking sequence like the way like panther the way shuri kind of kind of needs mbaku's guidance in the in wakanda forever like mm-hmm. t'challa def- very much no. didn't no, no no he's his own i mean like, he 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 almost there's actually no moment of he that. does he well he i think he he confers with what he thinks people he respects would say confers with is the operative operative word yeah i know but like, he like but but what i'm saying is like it's really himself he's conferring with but he dresses it up like this is my himself. dad <laughs> yeah, <or> this is. <laughs> yeah and he's very much a character of like you can see how a ravenclaw looks at a world through one lens and then they're met with a, like an, an absolute resolute truth that changes them and that's what he needed to actually change his mind on the isolationist policies of Wakanda and to change his mind on like everything he changes his mind on killing Bucky, the, the way Wakanda acts in, on the world stage. He changes his mind in such a massive way. These are massive, huge things to change your mind on. And oh, yeah, it's because he's met with an objective truth. That's right. better no, than he, his. Like he goes through that whole thing with Killmonger before he's like, Wakanda has to yeah. be out in the open. And then it's so funny because he doesn't really <laughs> Like, obviously, there were repercussions to that with the yeah. um, Tolikans. Not, it's Tolikan, right? Is what that so. Namora City was mm-hmm. called? I think so, too. I'm pretty sure. Um, I want to call them Atlanteans, but we're not doing that. Me because too, because Marvel, not- Marvel was like, DC has Atlantis. We're not doing that, even though in the comics, know, but it is hard. Atlantis. It is Atlantis in the comics. Anyway, um, yeah. so obviously, he didn't like think through any repercussions of like, how might vibranium being out in the world <laughs> he was like we're just gonna open the borders and then i'll be here so it'll be fine and then well unfortunately he wasn't he's not there but um i don't know i was telling rachel earlier because when she was like um tell me what house t'challa is in and i was like ravenclaw don't ask me to explain though like i was like i really can't but i did try to i did try to put some of it into words and what i said to her was like i think it's um it's almost Hufflepuff but not at all it's like something mm-hmm. similar to what a Hufflepuff would do but he doesn't do it for the reasons a Hufflepuff doesn't and he doesn't do it in the way that a Hufflepuff does it he knows exactly what it is like first of all I think his truth is is leading Wakanda like he is a king to it he is a service to his people in whatever way his people want him to be so like Black Panther the king whatever and they make they're like you have to do this stupid ritual and like and he's like i'll do it like i am a service to the people of wakanda like that is what i'm here for i am here to lead you in whichever way you need me to like 
demonstrate that I'm going to be doing that, I will do it no matter like how silly it is. Like he's, I think he does show some like, like obviously he believes in the old le- the legends and the stories as much as everybody else does, but he's not as like reverent about it as some of them are. Yeah. I'm sure he isn't either, but um, he's kind of just like, I'll do it because you're asking me to. But he obviously thinks like when the council is like actually Killmonger should get a chance to fight you. He's like, this is fucking stupid. Like I won the challenge like this. I did like he's like he's literally like, what else can I do for you people? Like I have given myself to this place and this is what I this is what I meant to be doing. Like this is me. Mm -hmm. He's very like this is the truth. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I am. But as I was saying, kind of like a Hufflepuff, he really knows what it is he should be doing and he knows what is important to his time and his energy. And when there's something that somebody else is better at doing, it's not like an argument or a question or a, I really want to try to do it like you might see in like a Doctor Strange type Ravenclaw. He's like, um, I'm not going to waste anybody's time. Shuri can do the tech stuff. So Shuri's going to do it. And like, we're going to, we're going to keep this train rolling. Like I'm not like ego's not going to get in the way. So it's kind of Hufflepuff and how he understands role, but it's not because he's doing it in order to have a highly functioning monarchy, essentially. Like (laughs) he's like literally anything that this country needs for me is going to get done. Even if somebody else is better at doing it. Yeah. I think it, I think the key word in his uh in his system is leadership and it's really fucking interesting when it's come when it comes to a a, a community because that is what wakanda is like it, it is very obviously very clearly it's a community of people and it would be very easy for you as a listener or for any of us to sit there and try to make an argument for hufflepuff uh t'challa because of that because of his service to the community but it is not from the perspective of a soldier it's from the perspective of someone who's meant to be a leader and that is something that um I can only think of poor old Cass when he tried to be a leader <laughs> and it didn't work out Aww. so well. So, and I think the that Chala knows times. how, yeah, uh, supernatural reference. I can only think of how well T'Challa does it and knows he can do it and doesn't doubt for a second that he would be good at it. Like he might not want to do it initially, right? It means his father's dead if he has to do it. So obviously we don't want that for ourselves. So he's not, it's not something he's looking forward to. And he certainly doesn't want to fight. He's always the one in all these movies where he's just like, like two people could talk about this and we don't need all of this shit going on. This could really be an email. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yup. Put that on like the Ravenclaw fucking crest. This could have really been an email. Um, And yeah, uh, I lost what I was saying because that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my say. god, I was so funny, Rachel. That Lester was so train good. Of thought. Because it was so good, I like saw him say it in my head. <laughs> um, oh, I'm saying that he doesn't want to fight, and you see it uh, also with Killmonger. Like, um, if any of you are Doctor Who fans, which I'm sure I know some of you are, um, if you ever watch Capaldi season, there's this incredible speech. It's called the War Speech. You can find it on YouTube. It's like I've watched it many times out of context because Capaldi's run is not my favorite, but this one specific scene is incredible. And it's just this man going on this huge rant, trying to prevent a war from happening. And he says at the end of it all, it, it all could be prevented. Every fucking war could be prevented if if everyone did what they were supposed to do at the beginning, which is sit down and talk. And that's that is so chala to me. Like, we can talk about this. We do not need to fight to the death about this. 
And I mean, he's not going to hesitate to fucking kill you if he has to fucking kill you. But he really doesn't want to. No, you, you're. I mean, like they, like uh, Killmonger comes in, and none of these people knew what happened. You know, except like the priest or whatever the the. I don't remember if that was his official title, but the guy that was there with his dad who saw his dad kill his brother. Right. None of these people knew about Killmonger. None of them like were purposely like leaving him out or like neglect and like and so Killmonger shows up and is like, "I want all of you dead." Fine, semi understandable. But all of these people are like, and especially Dajjal are like, "I don't know who you are. You did not grow up in my country, and you want to come like boss us around." And yeah, T'Challa's attitude is really like, I feel like we could talk about this. And this man immediately is like, I want to fight for the throne. And so, yeah, T'Challa's attitude is like, I mean, okay, I'm going to win. <laughs> so sure, I guess yeah. we can do that if you want. <laughs> but he wants to show him, mur- like he right. wants him to just, like once he finds out he is a son of Wakanda, like he's not an American right. guy, like he has Wakandan blood. He it, like hits him a little bit harder. Because I love this about Wakandans. Well, They're all like, oh, cute little everybody else in the world. We're so much better. And yeah. they are. Well, I mean, um, I think I think part of the like part of T'Challa's issue too was that it was forcing him to accept the fact that his dad was really not a great guy. Like his dad was like super honorable and like the highest esteem or whatever. And so now he's been forced after his right after his dad has died. To be faced with the fact that his dad murdered his brother. And so he has to like come to terms with that without being able to speak to his father about it. And then when he does get to speak to him on the ancestral plane, his dad's kind of like, Big mad. yeah, his dad's kind of like dismissive about it. Like I did what I had to yeah. do. And Dijal's like, I don't think that's right. It doesn't feel right. Like, I don't think yeah. that's correct. But this definitely can't be an email. This needs to be a discussion that we have about why maybe this shouldn't have happened. But um, so like he, like he's not mad. He's like having a fight with himself internally, right? Yeah. Like he's like Killmonger. Maybe kind of has like a reason to be upset, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. and I'm pissed at my dad too. But he's dead, so like, what are we supposed to do down here? Yeah, and you won't fucking talk to me. So what right. solution would you like me to do now? I have to. It's like kill you, or you're gonna ruin my entire country. Like I cannot right. allow that. So. Um, he does, he does what he has to do, but I, all that is to say he doesn't, I don't think he ever wants to actually lay his hands on anybody, even though he's incredible at it. Like everybody, I was, I, I was talking to Rachel about this too, that I didn't, I mean, I don't know that it was supposed to be accurate because I'm sure he, he was manipulating Shuri and he was also just sitting up on the ancestral plane, all pissed about the fact that he was killed or whatever. But I was like listening to Killmonger spoilers talk about T'Challa and Wakanda forever. And I was like, none of what he's saying is right. <laughs> like, I think he was that like, was the point. Yeah, but like- I think that was the point. But I was, but I was just like, I was just like, not, it was so, like he was like, T'Challa was too noble to, you know, to take the revenge. Like, I was like, dude, he killed you. He murdered you. <laughs> like you're dead. You're still mad about it. You yeah. still can't let it go. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. He's very, his just house. because he uh, did it in such like a, a, uh, I don't know, a sympathetic way, I guess, because he dragged him outside and let him watch the sunrise or whatever. Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) Sherry, can you believe this motherfucker actually showed me mercy at the end? Like, can you believe that shit? She's like, you're talking about my brother. He's like, I don't give a shit. He didn't take me to a doctor or anything because he was like, nah, nah, you still have to die. But like, he he made me watch the sunset. (laughs) That is mad Ravenclaw. That's so funny. (laughs) Like, you're obviously not going to stop. So death is the answer here. No, definitely not. 
I also actually wanted to talk a little bit about how he's a Ravenclaw in his relationship as well, because him and Nakia don't have like a, yeah, you don't yeah. get this great on screen, like no. love affair, but no. and it's very and Ravenclaw totally, the way he is about he it. Is. He's totally like, she's off doing her thing and he's like, all right, I'll find her when I need her. And he does like, he, yeah. you know, and he's like, I don't think Wakanda should open up its borders and, and do all that shit. And she's like, actually they should because blah, 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 blah. And he's like, wow. You'd be a stubborn queen. She's like, yeah, to be good at it. And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. Like, it's just, he just fully accepts it. He takes it. He's like, when you're ready for me, baby, I'm here. Like, that's it. When you're ready. Like, he just, that is so fucking Ravenclaw to not get so in your head and in your feelings about it and go like beg this woman. He just lets her be. It's so calm and quiet and, no, and obviously Yo, i love him obviously it worked for him because they had a kid together <laughs> before the snap like he, like he was obviously they had a relationship the way my ass cried the way i cried <laughs> i knew that had to have been coming because and i knew it was going to be i knew the kid was going to be named after him because i knew they were going to black panther there was going to be a t'challa again do you know that the kid is was the kid that they showed in the scene with his mother when his mother got to haiti she, he was one of the three kids that oh, was yeah. there. Yeah. That fucked me up. <laughs> that whole thing really fucked me up. Um, because you're sitting at the end of it and you're watching Sherry flip through the memories and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you're just sobbing. And then they hit you with that shit. And it's real hard. Uh, all right. <laughs> Rachel's attempting Take it to somewhere cry. else. Yeah. Take it somewhere else. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a very heartwarming moment. And then they had, they had the audacity not to have an end credit scene. They only had the mid credit. They were like, movie's done now. You get nothing else. Wait, I have to tell you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, we got home and George was like, I know there was supposed to be another. We, I didn't wait because I told him there, it, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Like I've looked it up. I've, it's been out for a while. There isn't one. He's like, yes, there is. Yes, there is. So he gets home and he goes on YouTube and he looks it up. And I'm like, <laughs> he clicks the first video. I'm like, George Disney would never, <laughs> ever allow this to be up. It's got 23,000 views. And he's like, no, it is. It's Dr. Doom's mask. I told you there was another one. And I go and I'm like, have you read the comments? This is from Rise of the Fucking Silver Surfer from like 2003. <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, fine, whatever. Forget it. Get nut. Oh, it was really funny. I needed that laugh after all the crying last night. Uh, he's like, I told you. I'm like, yeah, because Disney would have let that be up on YouTube for sure. You're right. Hmm. All right. Well, T'Challa's big time Ravenclaw. And yes. I'm just really happy that Lauren also got the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, and I'm glad that I find... I have... I'm so happy when my feelings are confirmed. I'm they so happy. Are. Me, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time us, we like seriously saw it? It's it's not about the fighting. It's more about like I don't know how to explain it. It's just nice to know that like this is a science. I can do this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to feel like there's actual like logic you, behind it you know <laughs> and we're not it, just you know pulling it is. things it's, out of a hat i mean yeah it's that but it's also when there's a character like him where he is not loud about his house because we do a lot of characters that are loud about mm-hmm. their houses like lauren was just talking about mythic quest <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking loud always sunny is loud community is loud supernatural is screaming that T'Challa doesn't immediately scream Ravenclaw to you. He doesn't immediately, from the moment you see him on screen, scream it. Whereas a lot of Ravenclaw do. No, it's just do. a very slow, gradual build where, it's like, like it's you come good. to the end of his story and you're like, "It was a Ravenclaw." That's a Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, but okay. 
Who's next? We did the king. And uh, maybe we should do Shuri next. Sure. She's the new Black Panther. Yeah. Man, she... Uh, I actually... I don't even know if this is like something to bring up, but I was just like, wow, the casting is amazing because she really just looks like a more lethe and slim uh, Chadwick in the suit. Like they look related. It looks like his body type. It's just that she's very thin mm-hmm. and obviously like has female proportions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, she moved like like it, there was so much of him in her mannerisms and movement in the suit. But also it was so much her own. It was so sure too. I can you guys tell I like this movie? <laughs> I don't think so. I really, so. like, fucking really love this movie. Ah. All right. Anyway, Shuri. Princess Shuri. Oh, man. Does she fucking go through it, boy? Yeah. I am. Um, part of the reason I knew her house is because I was a mad at, I was, like, mad at her a lot of the time, but not for any really? specific reason. Yeah. I was just. This is what happens. I. This is what happens with Steve Rogers. I just sit there with like. Give it away. Yeah. And, but I, I just sit there with my like. Oh, you're. Oh, why are you doing it? Like, oh, like, oh, like I just like it's I don't. It, but it's not for any particular. Like there is no reason because I wouldn't necessarily do anything differently. <laughs> but I'm just like sitting there like watching somebody make stupid choices that i would also make and it makes me mad me when killmonger me when killmonger exists <laughs> yeah so she's a slytherin guys in uh-huh. case you couldn't tell yeah um yeah i think she was one of the you know there's really not a lot of struggle when it comes to sorting her i think she's pretty good she's she's a shouter of her house mm-hmm. i really genuinely feel that way um from like the very beginning when you see her she's very like very confident about who she is her intelligence her abilities um, and I mean, she lets her older brother like rip her and joke around her and she gives him the finger and they're like, haha, fun sibling rivalry. But like, she's not fucking around. This is her skill. She knows what she's doing. Like, get out of my lab. Don't fucking break my concentration. I'll kill you. And, uh, <laughs> like, she just knows what she's good at. And she has that very Slytherin, like, uh, one track mind when she's yeah. on task. Yeah. When, um, I mean, it made total sense to me that she blamed herself for T'Challa's death because she couldn't get the heart shaped herb back and which i was still trying to figure out because he had drank the last one so i don't understand what drinking another one would do for him i guess there's also like a healing mechanism i don't know but um the science i don't know i guess it's also like it's just because it gives you the strength of of the black panther if he drank another one it would be like medicine on top of his already baseline whatever a marvel i don't pretend to understand but um (laughs) but you know it totally made sense to me that she blamed herself for because she's like I am the smart. She is the smart confirmed. I don't remember who confirmed that. Kevin Feig, maybe, but she's the smartest person in the Marvel universe. She's like, and she knows is it. She confirmed she is. To be that. She, yeah, they confirmed that. it after Black Panther because people were like, Ooh, but Tony Stark, and they were like, no, she's the smartest person yeah, in the and Marvel then, universe. Or the new Iron Man girl, Riri. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, wow. I mean, they said this back in Black Panther, so I don't know if somebody surpassed <gasps> her. From Will that she take point. her throne? But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, but. But she she knows she is the smartest. Like, how can you not know? You're in the most technologically oh, yeah. advanced country in the world and you're the one building all their tech. Like, obviously, yeah. you are the smartest person in the world. Um, so she, like, blames herself for not. And then um, and then later when they're like, oh, but you could still like you're still smart enough to create it. She's like, I didn't fucking care about creating it. I cared about saving my brother. I don't give a shit about your yeah. heart-shaped yeah. herb and your, like, traditions and all that bullshit and, like, this mantle of the Black Panther. Like, that is bullshit and it didn't save T'Challa and I do not care about it. Like, I don't subscribe yeah. to all this 
Yeah. Like it's just, which I mean, you see like the course of her story is that. So sure. Sherry's story is that her brother's death caused a loss of faith in She's trying to find it in something again. And I'm not really sure that this movie says that she did. Um, But this movie does say that she understands other people's faith in things because she doesn't kill Namor because she realizes that he's the Tolican's Black Panther. Um, So I don't know what I mean. All of that is very Slytherin too. that. She's maybe not necessarily being like, I have faith again, but I can respect and understand and logistically look at what other people put faith into and respect that. I think forgiving and forgetting are not strong qualities of a Slytherin. And I think that when you go through something so heavy, um, it doesn't even have to be that fucking heavy sometimes. It can be like a much lower skill loss or betrayal or problem. And there's no then looking at the world or that situation uh, in the same way that you did once the break happens. And I see that that's that's big in a lot of Slytherins who like hold grudges and um, have a hard time moving past and like actually really forgiving and healing. And she has a huge loss to reconcile with. And yeah, I agree. I don't think she actually comes. Look, she comes to terms with it by the end because of that scene at the end where she burnt, like she's over the fire. And that's what that scene obviously metaphorically means. She's she's come to the point in grief of acceptance. Well, I will say I'll throw in there, too. Like it was very Slytherin to me that she was avoiding doing any of the rituals that they traditionally do yeah. to like move on from grief. She, that's very it's very Slytherin messages uh, like to me that. I'm not going to face it, but I'm also not going to close the door on it. Like it just yeah. needs to sit where it is and not move. And maybe if I'm very mm. careful and it just stays there, I can not touch it too much. That's exactly yeah. how I treat things. That's funny. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to poke at it in <laughs> any way because I don't know what it'll do to me. So we're just not doing anything with it. That's so funny. I want nothing more than to poke it. With a <laughs> uh, you will react to me. You will react. <laughs> Yeah, but I think she does come to a place of like of a of a healthy acceptance of it that you have to like this is a loss of a of a brother who is a huge figure in her life like that it it's that's so fucking hard and yes I think she comes to you know some level of healing there but she's not better by the end of the movie even mm-hmm. when she puts the suit on even when she oh God, shows no, mercy she, to more no. It, She's in pain till the very last fucking frame. And the She's only time okay. you actually see it lift a little bit is when she, she sees okay her nephew. When she meets her nephew. Yeah. And yeah. like, and because I think, whole family I think really, dead. yeah. And I think a really good sign too was that like, she wasn't mad that he was kept from her. Like nope. she's just relieved to it's have a family love, yeah. member. Yeah. She, um, oh crap. I was going to say something. Damn it. Okay. It was something good. It. It'll come going. back to you. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, I just found it very, I loved that. I loved that you had to sit with it at the end with her and feel the weight of it and then feel the relief with her when baby T'Challa was on the screen. It was really, really moving. Um, But as a Slytherin, that is a very Slytherin way to go through grief, I think, and to go through a massive major loss. There is no like you get it in Natasha, too. You never actually I really I don't think you really see Natasha heal. I don't think you ever can like she ever can fully fully heal and i think when you have a slytherin that goes through massive 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 horrible traumas like they're they are they're still themselves 
But I think they recede a little bit into the shell and the shell hardens and then they go further and the shell hardens more and it hardens more. And you can actually see Sherry's fucking shell come out and close. And then there's just a little crack when her nephew is there. Like if it's the first crack in the whole movie. I remember. Tr- truly. I remember what I was going to say. So I okay. think the <laughs> I think the part of the movie that got me the most that I related to the most is when she uh, she came out of the ancestral plane and she lost it because none of her family had come to see Why her. Why did they come see me? Yeah, no, but <laughs> she was crying and she was Fair. mad. She was very mad. She That's was like, how, yeah, she was like, how could, none, how could none of them come to see me? And then she was like, they don't care about me. Because she's like, I would literally, I would do literal, any, like anything that I had to to see either of them again. And none of yeah, them came to see me. Because like a typical Southern, she thinks that she knows best and she thinks that she could make it happen because she's so used to just making things well, happen. they try to point out to her too. They're like, Sherry, what were you thinking about when you swallowed the damn herb? Because, you know, if you're thinking about revenge, she's like, that's not the point. <laughs> they still should have showed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that that's the thing that you were that you wanted to say because I was gonna talk about that anyway. They're just just the like, why didn't why wasn't I special enough to be visited <laughs> like that? I rang very it's southern. That was, it's, it's, I mean, it isn't. It isn't because it you're is, you're though. down there as the only person still alive, and you're missing them so so hard. And it's like, how how do they not know that? Where the fuck they yeah. are. There's no way that they they're do, not going to show up if they care about you me. You have to understand you're talking about a different, like, I say you have to understand, but you can't tell a Slytherin that. Like, you have to understand that well, they are also, going, she's they're a on science, a different fucking plane. She's a science of, person, and this right. is like some, like, woo, like mystical it's plane. science. Yeah. yeah. So it's not something that can be, you can factor in some equations and then boom, your brother's there. Boom, your mother's there. Boom, daddy's there. It doesn't work that way. And we don't know why it works that way. It's mysterious it by works nature. On feelings, and you can't force yourself to feel. She was feeling like I'm going to kill this man for killing my fucking mother. So right. Killmonger showed up to encourage that because that's who's going to show up. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't with him. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, she's she's like heavy, heavy Slytherin. I really, really like that character. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that she got to put the suit on and take off that mantle. That was so... Oh. It was so like the way she so wouldn't nice. tell Nakia who showed up for her too. Nakia's like, "Who'd you see?" And she's like, "I'm yeah. not fucking saying shit." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, she doesn't actually reveal that to anyone, does she? Um, she, I think she ends up telling Nakia, or Nakia guesses. I don't remember that. She, she, she asks her when she first comes out, and she doesn't say anything. And then and right before, right before they're about to go into the fight, she's like, "If you, if you oh, care about there. me in any way, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> mm. I don't think she says, but I think she very. I mean, it's very obvious that it was, it had to have been Killmonger. Um, yeah. Ugh. Well, you really feel for her throughout the entire movie. And it's a really good, um, it's a really good way to see what a Slytherin would be like going through a monumental loss like that. And she, man, she really really bears in the, the weight of it and wears the responsibility of it constantly around her shoulders like i should have been better i should have done this i should have been faster I, I should have figured it out and just her face the entire movie is so beaten down and broken like it's uh it's such a broken person and it's such a jump from the first movie it's mm-hmm. such a jump like it, it's such a testament to the the like skill of acting that I absolutely do not have and could never ever do on the scale of the actors uh, in the Black Panther series. Like 
she goes from this fun-loving, happy kid, like sometimes panicked, and then, oh my god, the weight of the grief and the loss that is on this kid's face. Because I, I still think of Sherry like a kid. I don't know how old Sherry's supposed to be. To me, she's like, she was she's like, a kid. She was like 16 in the original, right? So she's in her early yeah. 20s now. It's still a kid to me. Okay. She's still so young. And it's just like, <sighs> I have to go through all that. And then you take her mom. Ugh. Yo, it killed me. I can't. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I can't do this. I can't do this recording today, Lauren. I can't do this. Episode. Well, let's move on from Sherry then. I've said oh everything I have God, to say. About it. I can't. Moving on from Sherry so that I don't have a fucking meltdown. Okay. Let's talk about someone fun. Let's talk about Mbaku. Mbaku. Anybody remember the tweet where it's like, I want to break my Mbaku out? <laughs> he read Whoa, that on Thirst baby. Tweets. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Winston I told too. George about it. Yeah. He's like, I've never seen that. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's like my favorite fucking thing that's ever happened on the internet. Uh, break my Mbaku out. <laughs> <laughs> Same. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Guys. Whoa. Okay. She went from so, so sad to so horny. That is exactly. <laughs> this is what you get with me. Wait. Just wait. The range of emotion. So uh, he is from a a sect of Wakandans that they hate fucking technology and they hate Jabari. what Wakanda has become and they hate it and they're going to the mountains and say fuck you to the establishment fuck you to government because he's an anarchist hell yeah he is <laughs> and, I mean he's not like the first one to do it whatever like he's been doing it for hundreds of no, years no his ancestors long. broke away a very long time ago he's just that's fine but he has the spirit <laughs> that's fine he has the spirit of it he's the and, first uh, one to show up I think to challenge for the throne I think they were all just sequestered up in the mountains probably no he was yeah because yeah. well because he tells T'Challa you're the first king to show up here in centuries so i think they're they're like no no, no but i'm saying like, first they're the first he's the first one to come down from the mountains and actually show up at yeah the, i'm yeah, saying yeah. i think they're like both doing that oh, they're both, both breaking cycles which I is see. fucking cool i see yeah well t'challa was unconscious so he didn't really have a choice but <laughs> <laughs> and mbaku was like yeah i'm not using any of that fucking woo-woo technology down here anyway put his ass on ice yeah, <laughs> it worked. He yeah. kept him in a coma. Um, so that's Mbaku's deal. Like he comes down. He's like, "I'm challenging you for the throne with this bullshit. Like I will not fucking have it." And wow, this guy can fight. Okay, he mm-hmm. can fucking fight because it's not easy to get T'Challa to that point physically in a fight. Like I, I, no, I, I'm fangirling a little bit. About I Mbaku have to tell you here. too. Um, in Wakanda Forever, literally the only person I was terrified was going to die was Mbaku. Like nobody else, oh, I felt man. that anytime he was fighting on screen, I was like, if you kill this man, I will be so upset because I really thought they were going to do it for some reason. I don't know why, but I thought really? it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I really did. I was told that there would be no death in it for oh. obvious reasons. I thought they were going to like really avoid that. And then they killed mama. And I was like, you're a who cunt. told you there would be no death? No, it's just that's what I oh, believe going in. I thought you said I was told. OK, I thought. And um, I mean, that's a fair fear, though. Like, he's not a main, main, you know, he's a side character in the main character's movie. So, oh, that would have really, that would have really hurt. Uh, Because his, his character's journey is so, it's, it's a little bit, this is what I'm talking about. He's the king, y'all. Hey. 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 (laughs) There's a, uh. I was, so first of all, Mbaku's a Gryffindor, and I was oh, talking I'm before. Sorry. This I'm sorry. This is something I have to say about Shuri okay. too, real quick. Just like yeah. she, she didn't want to be Black Panther, obviously, because she didn't really believe in it. She's like, I don't want these people fawning over me for that reason. Or she took it on out of necessity, 
And now she's just going to do it because she was like, it's important to have the symbol and I'm the only one who's going to do it. So like, whatever. But I love that she was like, yeah, but I'm not going to be like, I'm not into being queen. Like, I just want to sit in my lab and do my shit. So so I I thought that was very, that was very (laughs) Slytherin too, that she was just like, sure, Mbaku, like, go do the fight. I don't care. (laughs) I don't want it. I could not give less of a shit about this Mbaku. Enjoy. Um, But I was thinking about this earlier when I was talking about T'Challa and the overlap of the, the, the like unmoving Gryffindor grudge and how he has a little bit of that and it's like I think it's where the tips touch of the Ravenclaw the and Gryffindor is a similarity yeah. yeah and I think Mbaku's touches his here because it's touch. the same type of shit hell yeah they do and I'll read that thing <laughs> and they fucking like it's it's that it's like he's got this preconceived notion of what Wakanda is what Wakanda should be he's not backing down fuck you I'll fight to the death and then like n- end of the movie is calling him brother Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's met with a better mm-hmm. truth a better way a better way promises him that he'll be the spiritual advisor to his sister when he dies mm-hmm. and then he's great at it he's, yeah, he's great at emotional at support it. and he takes it really seriously it's he a responsibility does. that has been bestowed yeah. upon him yep yeah and he takes his responsibilities he, he's, very seriously is, you're right he's really good at he's not and he's not telling shuri what she should do he's like she she he says this is what i'm thinking and she's like i think that's stupid this is what i'm thinking he's like oh tell me why like i want to hear your thoughts behind that and then and then she tells him and it's mostly like anger revenge and he's just like revenge is not the way (laughs) that's like all he has to say he's like i'm gonna let you make the mistakes you have to make but he's like why couldn't you just get that the way T'Challa just got it? <laughs> <laughs> he just sat and talked to himself for a minute he's and understood a, that. He's such a, uh, here's the Gryffindor, that he's such a range of contradictions because he's like, let's just kill the fish man. And then Shuri's like, I yeah. want to kill the fish man. And he's like, no, well, we shouldn't kill the fish man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having second thoughts. Like, How many know? registered Gryffindor independents are there out there? <laughs> <laughs> We're just fence sitters, baby. Because you know what? We're scared. We're scared of like fucking it up. So you, you got to go like so hard on something you're so passionate about and you're so committed to it. And, but then like what happens when someone blows that up? Now you look like a fucking fool. <laughs> Won't be me. So, so, but it's interesting to see his growth and the role that he takes on in Cherry's life. Um, impeccable. This is the thing about Gryffindors. Many of us are extremely emotionally intelligent for other people, not for ourselves. We cannot <laughs> regulate. Exactly. We cannot self-regulate. We didn't learn how to self-soothe as babies. So we gotta fucking figure it out later. And he really is very, very that. It gave me big Dean vibes the way that he was able to talk to like the little sister figure and coach her through this and get her through. And he was so he was so good about it. Like he wasn't sarcastic or anything. He just, mm-hmm. it really meant a lot to him. Like no, he, he, he was to totally, be this. See, yeah, he was like, this is, we're all sitting in grief. He was sitting in grief too. And he, he was like, was not sure. taking that lightly. No, that was rough. <sighs> Stop talking about grief. Go talk. About is he things. the, is he, I forget who he spoke up for Okoye, didn't he? When she was demoted, I think he did. He w- he was the one who was like her husband. He's like, yeah. yeah. Her, what about her fucking bitch ass husband? <laughs> and Mama was like, "Where's her fucking I'm husband?" I'm pretty sure. Now? I'm pretty and sure he said something I, like, "I'm not usually one to speak up." Like, I don't fucking yeah. care about this shit. He he was like, "But to be fair, she fucking was ready to kill her husband for this country." Like, yeah. And she's like, "And where is that traitor now? Shut the fuck up." <laughs> And I was in my seat like I was for many moments in this movie feeling like I was getting yelled at. Like I did oh, yeah. something really wrong. I gotta, you'll be acting. All right, stop. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's so good. It's so good. All right. Um, yeah, he does. He, spe- he speaks his mind. Okay. You're, that's the number one thing 
about Mbaku is he's going he did. to tell he, you exactly what's on his brain. He was also like, he was like, wasn't it the bitch ass council who let Killmonger in here? Like he was yep. like, aren't you all the stupid idiots making the stupid choices? And now you're trying to tell us yeah. what to do again. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when he let them all come up to Jabari land and like sit on council there, he was like, this is why I don't let anybody up here. Like all yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. It's also the, uh, the like sarcasm and humor that not necessarily everyone's going to get. Like when he has, um, I don't know, Martin Freeman's stupid character's name. I don't know. Adrian when he Ross. has him up there. Yeah, whatever. And he has him up there like, and he's just like, I'm going to just have my children eat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We're vegetarians. And no. he fucking no, thinks seriously. the funniest or the thing. way he walks in in Wakanda forever, he's chewing on that carrot or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's amazing. I love him. Yeah. Okay, who else? I was shocked by the plot twist that Agent Ross used to be married to fucking Louis. I forget her fucking name now. What's her name? Why were you shocked? I didn't know that. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. I didn't know it either, but I don't. I wouldn't say I was like. <gasps> well, I was because oh, I guess I know a little more about her character. Um. Anyway, probably I don't yeah. know who that bitch is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I just know she's, she annoys um, the shit out of me and everything. She's building the defender that movie that's coming out with all like the bad guys turned good, kind of. Mm-hmm. Although, um, Elena's on it, and I wouldn't say that she was a bad guy. Whatever. Um. Hmm. Anyway, continue. Sorry, Mbaku. I don't know. I was just gonna say that he's goddamn fucking delight. Like every time he's on the screen, as only Gryffindors can be. That's correct. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She said it, folks. Not me. (laughs) It's it's like really true though about him specifically as a character. Like he is so goddamn good at bringing levity to a scene. Like it was not easy to bring levity to this. And I mean, Okoye Okoye does it. You know, occasionally with her little quips, like she kills, she fucking kills me. Um, but Mbaku does it too, and it's such a it's such a relief when it happens in a movie that's that heavy. And just uh, it's listen, I don't know how to explain to you that he, this man is a Gryffindor. He screams it from the top of his like six he foot fights five with body. a freaking like wooden <laughs> ball at the end of a stick. Like <laughs> it's got a name. It's got a name. It's got a special oh, name. I don't, I don't remember. Know it. I didn't. It's, I didn't hear it. Yeah, name. his weapon is special. I don't um, know. He also no, it's something I learned so, through research on oh, Mbaku. Not, okay. Oh, it's your own I personal research. Him. Okay. It was. Um, he, I've looked him up. I a also. Few times. I want to say too, like he does have main character syndrome, but it's not like overwhelming. He's like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't include other people in his story. He's just like, this is Mbaku's yeah. story, and Mbaku's the main character. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the one, like, I think every house has one where you can see them talk about themselves in third person, and I think he's Gryffindor's. Like, Mbaku is here to tell you. Mbaku's going to bark like a dog now, and you're all going to follow and also bark like dogs. <laughs> this amuses Mbaku. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking love him. No, but you see mostly Gryffindors. It's like they're the main character, but they have to include everybody else in their fucking main character. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, he does not care that anyway. He's like, I've got my no. own story going on. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks everyone else is stupid. <laughs> He's like, all of you run this shit wrong. Not all of you are so dumb, except you, T'Challa. I love you, brother. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The only one I respected. Oh my god. But he loves Shuri too. <laughs> And I don't think and that he would call that her was dumb. Born, oh my god, it was born out of the stupidest fucking Gryffindor. It's because T'Challa didn't fucking kill him when he should have. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Debt for life. Debt for life. That's it. Like he's just. It's just eye for an eye shit. Mm-hmm. They really do touch tips. <laughs> Enjoy that. I'm glad I said that today. And I can think about that later. <laughs> All right. When Moving you're doing when Mbaku, you're doing your research. Sadly. 
<laughs> I did a lot of research on that character yeah. at one point. Well, you can think All about right. the touching tips when you do your research. I didn't think about it then. No, but you can now. But I can now. Okay. You didn't tell Let's me what this goddamn weapon is called. <laughs> I, I don't remember now. This was when Black Panther first came out, and I was like, who's this fucking guy? A Nob Curry? About this fucking guy. I think so. Okay. Hey, good job, research team. Yeah. They just sent that you. over to Lauren. They did. They beamed it into my brain. Okay. Anyway, who's next? Uh, let's talk about Okoye. I love her. Even with the makeup on her head that <laughs> she hates. <laughs> okay. Talk about a down ass bitch that is literally like the most loyal motherfucker you will ever meet in your life. Like, mm-hmm. I really truly believe they don't make human beings like this in real life. Mm-hmm. That, like, I just don't. <laughs> just the unwavering. Oh my god, unflinching. I was telling uh George while we were watching, I was like, I wish I had one thing in life that I felt as confident about as she does like with her skill set with the fighting and everything, because you don't see her break a sweat, a bead of sweat. She doesn't even make like a like an expression on her face. It doesn't change when combat is incoming and she has to go into protection mode. She just like throws a spear behind her head and knows it's gonna land. Like if I could just do one thing like that with the conviction that with, by which she does everything, it's a what a character. Oh my god. So yeah, I she's got to be fictional because she's too perfect. I think she's like the perfect person. And this is going. Um, it's going to go ahead and break my streak of not understanding and not like always caring for Hufflepuffs because she's a Hufflepuff, and I think she's like one of the coolest characters I've ever seen. Ever, ever, ever. I love her. I love her, man. Ugh huge hufflepuff though right like she's the first woman i was watching that i sorted immediately i was like oh okay well duh yeah gotta be can't be shit else what gotta be hufflepuff oh yeah like i'm saying she's the most obvious character i think oh yeah i maybe i don't know um... you don't lauren I mean, I she's the most obvious Hufflepuff, like in the in the franchise of Black Panther. Right, you line them all up in front of you. Right, she's the most obvious one to sort. Okay, well, who oh, could you give me a contender? I I don't know. Mbaku was very obvious to me, so was Shuri. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'm just a little proud that I got Hufflepuff so easily. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'm proud of you. No, actually, Thank I, I acknowledge know. you. I, I just think I've learned, and um, I I really was like. Oh my god, I understand this. So I just need all my Hufflepuffs out there to go look at Okoye and try to be that. And then we'll be best friends in real life. Real life. I don't have to be your Wakanda, but I like want to be near you. Because you're like, you know, she's a fictional character, right? I just wish that she wasn't. Like, I want to go here. I just want to be part of these people's lives. There's such. Oh, they're such good characters. I don't, I don't get like this over, um, over superhero movies. I don't, I don't. It was this and like Thor. Like I wanted to be part of Thor. Like I'd love to be part of that little, you know, in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to be there. Like that's the last time I felt this where I was like, I just want to be here. I just want to be part of this. But like I suck ass. I can never be part of that. Um, Wow. Anyway, Okoye. Okoye would want you to be confident in yourself. Yeah, but she's not here, like you just said. She's okay. not real. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so this is a character that does not give a fuck about you if you're com- getting in the way of her community, obviously, which is Wakanda. That goes for her husband. The most baller move. <laughs> the most baller move. Oh my god, she's like, I don't give a shit about you. You protect my country. Who the fuck are you, petty man? Petty man. Love that. 
<laughs> and then um I really felt yeah, horrible no, for that, her. I'm sorry. Um we need to we I need don't to agree stay with it. We need to stay on that scene a little bit. He was like, My love, would you kill me? And she's like, For Wakanda in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh God. A woman. A woman. No one else could ever like you could never. You can try, but you could never. You know what I mean? She's so That's clearly. Just a general statement. I mean, I don't know how much of it is an extension of. No, I think she would feel this way about T'Challa, even if he wasn't like King and Black Panther. But she so deeply loves T'Challa in like a friend way. Yeah, like, so deeply. She loves Wakanda and the royal family like they are her children. Mm-hmm. It's like well, a she, maternal she's love. The gen- she is their protector. Like that is yeah. what her purpose is in life that is her role in life it is and i i mean it to me i I don't know it came across to me as when i was like just thinking about her i was like it's like a mother's love it's like one of those pure weird intrinsic things that she just has it bore in her for her for her mother country and Mm -hmm. for the people who run it and it's so oh my god to be like that for such a noble country and for such a great country is an Mm -hmm. amazing thing to see in a character um and i just did not agree with uh, the queen when she fight her ass. But Lauren and I were talking about this. Um, Lauren had said like, she can't blame her for the way that she felt Mm-mm. in firing a Koye. And I get that. And I just felt like that was a deeper commentary on the movie in general. Like, I think it's, you're looking at all of these characters doing things, some horrible, some not, some just in grief, some in pain. And you're like, yeah, I get it. I might not agree with it. Like, I might not want you to do this this way, but I get it. And it's like a huge theme throughout the entire movie. So I too understand, like, she just lost her son. And you convinced me to let my daughter go on this trip. Like, you were going to be her protector and you fucking lost her. And I can understand and I can see that rage as a mother, as a leader. Like, now you're done. But on the flip side, it's like when Mbaku came to her defense, like, how much has this woman given? And then the queen was like, how have I not given enough? Yo, I want I was like ready to piss my pants. I was like, stop. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone here. I, I don't want to watch this. This is too heavy. Like, this is too. Oh, my God. It's so much. It's so much. because You just feel so deeply for both of these women. Oh, my God. So much pain. Yeah. You shouldn't have fired her, though. <laughs> She's I best mean, at her job. Yeah. I mean, but she wasn't at that. Yeah, but you're putting an impossible situation with a foe that you could not have foreseen would be a problem to that degree. That's not Okoye's, entirely Okoye's yeah, fault. Yeah, no, I know. It's not. Like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you because I can see, like, I think it was unfair to Okoye. And I'm also like, I would have done that as the queen because I'm just done. It's just hard to watch is all i'm saying and she was <laughs> like acting, i get it she was acting as a queen and as a distraught mother not as somebody who cares about yep. a koye so yeah i just couldn't believe like i was watching any of this on it was just so oh man it really feel it really felt like when you go over to a friend's house when you're a kid 
and their family is fighting and like their parents are like screaming <laughs> at each other and you're like i'm not part of this and i have to sit here and watch this very deeply emotional personal and I, moment like, between love you love collecting the tea but also i feel uncomfortable like this isn't tea i want <laughs> like, this is bad like i don't need i really don't want this this is not my favorite flavor um so it was rough incredibly well acted mm-hmm. rough oh and, god um, the way that yeah like they took they stripped quay of anything that she cared about Ugh. anything oh my god they took away hurts. they took away her being stop. essentially like that was stop that was tearing the wings off of Cass. like <laughs> you're killing me because do you remember when you said that dean winchester was castiel's religion yes wakanda is a religion yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and it's like you there is nothing else to take from her. You might as well kill her. And she would be the first to say it. Like the only reason that she's still living for at that point is for the possibility of being reinstated and being forgiven. Like that's it. This is her life. This is the only thing she fucking wants. Oh my god, it was so bad. Oh. <laughs> it hit me right in the soul, bro. Cause I'm listening to this mother scream and I'm like, you both have given too much. I understand. <laughs> Hug. 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 Forgive. <laughs> oh boy and you could see how bad Okoye wanted to fight too but she would never dare like she, a- she asked she's like do I have permission to speak yeah and like she wanted to do more and she wanted to scream and she couldn't and oh how a Gryffindor would never have been able to shut the fuck up <laughs> I respect her so much for being so respectful in that moment because she That's fucked up her role well she she knows how to act it couldn't be me. <laughs> I don't know how to act. I don't know how to act. I got no control over myself. She's a really, really remarkable character. Uh, just like I, I definitely said before, the conviction with which she does everything. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It is very cast like, very like, I simply won't fail at this because I am mm-hmm. the best at this. It's an incredible character. I am character meant to trait. do this, so I will do it. It's like a little, a little Thor. Yeah. It's, it I really, think her and, and Thor like, would get along. I'm upset that they haven't spoken to each other. Probably would. I think they would. They probably would. You know, and you being the one to be like, why wasn't that Scarlet Witch bitch down here? Like, where the <laughs> fuck was she? Like, it's just, she's just, she's got it. She's always uh, on point and saying the thing that, like, it just makes the most sense. Doing the thing that makes the most sense. She's so impressive. I really like her, guys. <laughs> I fucking love this character. Um, so yeah, I think now we've got ooh, we've got all four houses right now. We do. Wow. Whoa. Exciting. That's awesome. All right. Let's do Nikia. Rachel wanted this to be another Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw relationship so bad. I wanted it so bad. But it's not to be. We'll have to find another one for George who refuses to watch Nancy Drew. <laughs> Did you have George sort any of these people? I would love to hear what he thinks. I no, but I will go ask him after. I'll let you know. I want you to ask him right I now. Didn't. Almost, I, I want to report it on the podcast. Okay, go ahead. Start talking about Nikki, and I'm going to send him a text. Okay. And I'm going to ask him. Yes. Um. So Rachel uh, was like, "Do you think Nikki is a Ravenclaw?" Because she was excited, as was I. I, I put. I seriously put some gen- general, like, real thought into this because I was like, "Oh, it could be a Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. That'd be fun." But I do not think she is. Um, my first gut instinct on Nakia was that she is a Slytherin, and that is where mm. I have landed. I th- I, she's pretty much convinced me. Yeah. It was hard for me to part with the Ravenclaw thing because she has the quiet calm that T'Challa has. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. It's definitely different. It is different. It's not like 
I don't like Ravenclaws are so weird. I can't explain them, but like when or T'Challa's especially, but when there's a quiet calm, it's just like they're just like they're just like fine with what the world is. They're just like, you know, it's like that's what yeah. the calmness is. Whereas like uh Slytherin like Nikia's confidence is just she's just like, if a problem comes up, I've got it. So like there's no reason to be like not calm like what am i yeah. what am i worried about nothing um so nikia i was explaining to rachel like like i said i really put some thought into us like nikia leaves seemingly so easily which is like a ravenclaw trait but she um she is leaving for several reasons the first one and the one that she expresses to us and tells us is that she is helping her country and this is the way that she can do it. She infiltrates other and she like saves Wakandans in other countries and she wants the borders to be open and blah, blah, blah. So I was telling Rachel, I really think the way that Nakia loves and treats Wakanda is as if Wakanda is an entity that is a part of her circle. Like it's not, it's not like Thor where it's like Asgard is the people, you know, like where all the people who are in Asgard matter and make up Asgard. Like to Nakia, Wakanda is the thing (laughs) like Wakanda is the entity and Wakanda is part of her circle and she is going out there to protect Wakanda. But the other reason that she is going out there, the one that she doesn't tell us, but is very easy to see um, is she is getting into a deep emotional relationship with T'Challa and she is avoiding it. (laughs) She is leaving to not deal with it um and it's because it's such a deep can you provide some yeah can you provide some insight on that because what the fuck i don't get that at <laughs> i all. told you um i gave you the insight like for she, the listeners oh okay well let me <laughs> let me let me go see exactly what i said because rachel was it's bothered. in your brain rachel was bothering me during work like give me your thoughts while i'm sitting in a budget oh meeting. my god bothering her i said i'll come back to talk at 1 30 then i came back and there was nothing and i was and like oh shit so you were just vibing and she's like no i'm at work you bitch Stop <laughs> and i was like yo my bad i don't know all right it's exactly what happened um, <laughs> it is verbatim i'll post screenshots <laughs> so um so she's like leaving she's leaving to avoid these emotions and she like she has these conversations with t'challa where it's clear that nikia doesn't think that the relationship is going to work T'Challa is like telling her, come back to Wakanda. You can be my queen. And she's like, she, for whatever reason, does not think that it'll work. If she, I don't think it's that she doesn't think she, obviously she thinks she'd be a good queen. She's just like, this is not for me. I'm really good at a lot of things. I'm good at languages. I'm good at espionage. She's really, really good in infiltrating countries. (laughs) But she's like, I'm good at what I want to be good at. And so I want to keep doing what I'm good at. Like, I don't want to come back and be queen. I don't want to. She had no desire to be Black Panther when Shuri figured out the the heart-shaped herb. She was like, I do this thing and I want to continue doing this thing. So she's like, so her thing is like, Listen, T'Challa is the king and he's an amazing king and he's really good at being king. And I'm not going to distract him from doing that when I'm here and I don't think the relationship will work. And I'm amazing and have the skill set to do this other stuff. So she's like, so I'm going to leave and go do the stuff that I can do. And it has the added benefit of her leaving before she can get hurt. She's like, nobody can hurt me because I'm hurting myself. Fucking Uh crazy. I'm hurting myself so I can see I can control the hurt because I'm the one doing it to myself. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
So Some she's Taylor, like, Sh- Taylor Swift shit. So she's like, I'll leave and I'll do my own thing and I'll come back if I feel like it, but I'm probably never going to go back because um, it hurts and I'm going to control the hurt. So you'll notice anytime that anybody from Wakanda needs her, like she hears about shit happening and she doesn't go back. They have to go to her and tell her, we need your help, specifically you, please come back. And then she's there immediately. Like she's yeah. there for her people, but- it's her person. She, her yeah. people is her person. She is not showing like it's so weird. It's T'Challa and Wakanda. Like that's. I was like, telling Laura, and I was like, "Yo, she, what a cool brain this character has. Mm-hmm. She's so fucking interesting. She is. I think she. Yeah, and she like, and she's so productive. Like she's hugely like, productive. Se- I seriously, I was like, she like this kid comes out, and I'm like, oh, so she got pregnant right before the snap, and then she was just like a single mother yeah. building a whole ass orphanage. And continuing, she like she became. My God, is that when she had to have been pregnant? Yeah, right before the snap, because the kid was like six. So I she, have to look at a timeline. So That's T'Challa, so wild. what happened is she probably had the kid while T'Challa was snapped and named him after T'Challa, and then T'Challa came back and met the kid, and then he got sick. Holy fuck! Yeah. Wow. God damn, and not a tear dropped. <laughs> not yeah. a tear spilled. Yeah, because only a year passed between his death and like the meat of the movie. So the kid had to have been born right before the snap because T'Challa was gone for those five years. That's insane. I, ha- Do you know how long it was supposed to have passed between um, everybody coming the, back and him passing? The- Probably. No, more just like his movie and then, the, and then this well, movie. Well, like six years passed. Okay. Because the snap was yeah. five years. Wow, but I think well, I think probably Endgame I don't think was twenty seventeen. No, like that was the snap was twenty seventeen, and then no twenty Endgame was twenty twenty three. That's when everybody came back. I'm sorry, the movie was released twenty seventeen. Oh, I don't know what no, the timeline actually was. Yeah, yeah, forget yeah, it. They're in a yeah. different. They're in a different. No, I can't I, even actually I don't, put my spin I don't, on this. But I, don't I, but I don't think much time passed between the people coming back in Wakanda forever because Phase Four was okay. all supposed to be like immediately after the snap. So then she's just like, <laughs> or after Jesus the snapback or whatever. Yeah. So she's she incredible. so she got T'Challa back after five years, and then he got something about this movie too. I liked that they kept it ambiguous as to what he was sick with and how yeah. he got sick because they could have made it like a they could have made it like a whole plot point. Like this is one of the side effects of being snapped and then coming back or whatever. And like this could be happening to anybody or whatever. And they didn't. They just they let it. It could have been like Chadwick died of pancreatic cancer and they were like leaving it open that like maybe this is, you know, it just it happened. It wasn't for any reason. Just sometimes it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Yeah, but no, but Nakia, like, insane. Insane that she raised a kid as a single mother and kept doing, she was, like, head of that. Shala made her head of the outreach program, like, the Wakandan outreach program. So she she was, and she kept doing it. Like, she did not. She's just given a task and completes it. There's no, yeah, there's no, nothing. And I mean, like, and I, that's the other, like, I talked about this earlier. Like, it, it showed how women handle themselves and how society, but it also gave us a different way, like, Every single one of these women were handling grief different differently. Hugely, you know? yeah, hugely. And Nikia's was like Nikia's was very quiet and accepting, but she also she had she something al- to live. I was for, gonna though, say, that- and I was gonna say, she also like in the conversations that she had with Shuri, she sounds like, and this is very. I mean, Shuri's also a Slytherin, but Shuri 
Shuri was convinced that she could do something about it. So that's what the where the denial came from, that like I could have done something about it and I didn't. So I don't want to face this. Yeah. Whereas the way that Nakia talked, she sat down with T'Challa and had conversations with him about him being gone. And they had this whole conversation with their kid about what they were going to do when his dad was gone and like how they were going well, to honor him. Even the kid of her obviously right. being part right, of that. Right, right. Whereas Shuri... But- but she Shuri's got she got to have that closure with T'Challa, which exactly. Shuri, had Shuri like wasn't that. with him when he died because she was so focused on you know fixing him. Yeah, that's some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hurts my soul a little bit, a lot of it. Um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's weird too because we're in tandem talking about the loss of a, of a real person with a character. I know it is very strange. Um, but I think, given this like immense tragedy that you you, <laughs> how do you handle it? And I have to really give them kudos on how beautifully they did handle it mm-hmm. and how they addressed it. Did not skimp on it. Did not take shortcuts. Did not, nothing. Like it was perfect. Uh, at least in my opinion, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm sorry, it was colon cancer, not pancreatic. I wanted okay. to look that up. Yeah, no, it's important to acknowledge. But all right. Okay, so Naki, so we have two Slytherins now. Do we have a third? Let's talk about the mama. Are we going real fast with her? With who? With Nakia or with Mama? With uh, Ramonda. We're doing her. You said there's, you a, there's not a ton to like. I don't. I, I don't even know where I put her. To be totally honest, I didn't think about it because you said we might not do her. So, so I, I actually, um, it's tough because she's one of those characters that, like, being a mother is the prevalent force. So, I mean, yeah, there's so much more to her, but so much of her is through the lens of a mom. And it's through the lens of a first a grieving widow Mm -hmm. with children. And she's trying to navigate like how to handle this. Now my son has to be king. And her whole role, her whole thing is just mom. Mm -hmm. It's mom. And then in the second one, it's that but in grief. So I don't know how to put that in the back of my mind to sort her because every character of every house obviously has mothers in it. And it's. Like, is it fair to put her in a specific box when some of what she's doing is just because she's a mom and it's what any mother would do? Mm-hmm. So I'm also not sure where I landed her. I want to, I, I want to say Slytherin. Really? Vibes only. I don't get yeah. that vibe. Vibes only. Just the strength in character. It's it's not quiet, but it's like if I had to go powerful. off vibes without thinking about anything, I'd say Gryffindor. Wow, I don't know. I had a Slytherin vibe from her the entire time because it's so it's almost that kind of no nonsense Slytherin that um, like she has to be a fucking stoic. And she has to be strong. And she just pushes through and just does what she's supposed to do. And she's not resentful of it. Like, the only time you see her blow up is when it gets to be too much. Now, well, I think she's gone. insanely resentful of it. What do you mean? I think she's insanely resentful of the fact that she's given everything and everything was but taken from her. I'm saying that's the only time you see it is when she hits an emotional point of, oh, no, now you've taken both I of my think, fucking kids. I think that's her entire motivation. That she is, that's why I, that's probably why I would put her more in Gryffindor. Maybe it's that we're reading her totally differently because I I see a woman who just does what she has to do, just puts her face on 
and does what she has to do and does not lash out in the way that I think a lot of Gryffindors would. So I didn't get that vibe from her because I was just thinking in her position, what like do you how mean much she of a doesn't massive, lash, like she lashes well, she out at Okoye. She lashes out once. We mean, once. And it's like she really lashes, deserves. She takes it out on Okoye. And it, I know, but I'm saying that's the only time she does it. And it's really, really deserved in that moment. And that's she, kind of what I was getting at um, with it's a mother's reaction. It, that's not a house react. That is a mom's reaction. Any mother at that point, when you push them to that point now, my my husband's dead, my son is dead, and now you've lost my daughter, you're fucking, it's done. Like, I can, I can see that from any perspective. But when I have to judge her based on something before that, I'm seeing a woman of poise and strength and just this, like, resolve that I really associate with a Slytherin. And I, I, I don't know, you really don't see that. That's interesting. No. That is interesting. Maybe it's just what we associate people with. I don't know, because I would be like McGonagall Gryffindor. Ah, they're weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a Kate, though. Like, that's what Kate reminded me of from Bridgerton. It was a McGonagall Gryffindor. It's like a no-nonsense Gryffindor. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like that sadly there... I don't... There isn't enough of her in the first one for me to feel like I got a Gryffindor vibe from her. I don't get that energy. I can rewatch and think about it. I also didn't try to sort her either. I was like you when I was watching. I didn't mm-hmm. know if we were going to do it or not. And I was really just looking at her as a grieving mom. And it was hard to see past that to yeah. analyze logically. So, I mean, I'm just giving you a vibe. But, hey. Angela Bassett we can should always... get an Oscar, though, for that performance. She's fucking 10. Um, I don't care what house she is. <laughs> she deserves everything, dude. Unreal. The talent in this cast. Mm. Speaking of the cast, though, do we have anyone else to sort? No, not so. unless you want to talk about Killmonger's a Gryffindor. I don't know. I don't want to talk about, to talk about I told you I keep that <laughs> Gryffindor motherfucker away from me. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I don't want to talk. It's not that I, I can see his perspective. That's the problem. I can see his rage. That's the problem. And I don't want to talk about it too much because at the end, I'm like, okay, but just like behave yourself better, motherfucker. Like, you're embarrassing <laughs> us. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing probably, all of us. If he had gotten and explained why he was mad, probably would have been some help for him. But because he is mad for an extremely legitimate Yo, reason. Because Namor but, is the same type of shit. Like you get it. You get it. But you don't necessarily vibe with how they're going about fixing it with all the murder. <laughs> yeah. So it's. You know, you're like on a, in a in a rough place sometimes when you're looking at who's supposed to be the obvious fucking villain. It's just oh, that, that was other. Okay, here I just thought of the moment that was very um, when Nakia shoots the the Talikin and Shuri's like, "I have to save her. If I don't save her, this means war." And Nakia's like, "We don't have time." That was very Slytherin. Like, bo- like both of them mm-hmm. are coming from logic points where they're like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah." like you're right you're also right i want to do the thing i want to do we have to choose one or the other we cannot do both (laughs) damn yeah well they really do understand each other those two Mm -hmm. i'm glad that shuri has her i don't know i thought it was so interesting too because they um because uh ramonda knew about her grandson like shuri asked that but they waited to tell shuri i don't know if she was if they Figured she was too stuck in her grief to meet the kid. I don't know what the reason for keeping. I don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't explain it. I just think they were just trying to keep it completely under wraps. I think they agreed. But she needed a family member so badly. 
but like you know her mother didn't know that she was gonna die her mother was gonna tell her um when they were burning the ship was coming you know no no, no. she said i have something to tell you about your brother before namor shows up for the first time that's what she was gonna tell her and that's what i expected to happen when she went into the ancestral world i expected to be her mom and i expected her to tell her what it was she was started to say and then it's fucking michael b jordan (laughs) on his fucking throne oh my god it's this specific kind of Gryffindor fucking bastard vibe. <laughs> you know who else has it? Butcher. Fuck boys. William Butcher. Yeah, fuck boys. From the boys. I keep, they make me want to hit them. Like I, I I guys, I get it. I really, I really get it. Life I understand why you, you are the way you, you are. are sad. I know you're mad. Even in death, I know you can't let it go. I wouldn't either. <laughs> but please, I'm being forced to watch it right now in front of me. I'm being forced to look at it. And I don't want to look at it. Please stop. Oh, it was bad. Like you still can't let it. Go. You still can't let it go. Yeah. Am I putting Killmonger I said, in the graphic? I'll put no. Killmonger in the graphic. Are you okay? Did we yeah. saw him? I yeah. No, circle. I told Rachel like he's. I told Hannah this too. This man's fucking up in heaven, talking shit about T'Challa who lives down the street. He's just minding his own business. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> T'Challa's over there like having the best time. He's just like. He's like Killmonger, you want to come hang out? Like, we got having football We're dead. We're dead, man. It's fine. And Killmonger's like, you took my ancestral rights. And he's like, okay, see ya. Try again 50 years. Okay, whenever you're ready to heal. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving if you're in America. This is our Thanksgiving yeah. episode. It's Tuesday before Thanksgiving. We are um, taking the power out of your hands. We're going to sort the holiday. It's one of our Christmas movies because we right. want to, but we, do. we have two episodes coming out in December and we do want to make an effort to include um, the fans, <laughs> the people, oh. the people who listen to us, I say laugh at fans because that's not funny. Do you see Wednesday's coming out November 23rd? Anyway. Yes. Um, anyway, so Rachel will be putting up a poll um, so we can figure out what to sort this year last year y'all chose die hard for us which i had never seen and i actually enjoyed <laughs> it was very funny and full of obvious sorts. Yay, motherfucker full of obvious sorts um so yeah so we'll put up a poll also for those of you uh we are making our schedule for next year and if we like you and are friendly with you you may uh, be getting an email from us soon where we force you to be entertainment on our show <laughs> yay yay come talk to us yeah. besties come and right. knock well, on our door hope, you, hope that you will be waiting for you mm-hmm. hope that you enjoyed this one uh please go see black panther wakanda forever and then please go see it again and give them all the money yes that you have correct i'm thankful for this movie <sighs> and that's it happy thanksgiving <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging... Please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!